0: Welcome back to Memory Jogger, right here on the Rediscover the 80s podcast. You've got Jason here. Of course, I'm joined by Wyatt. I am here. How's everything going, man? Going pretty well. had a pretty good week uh, watching some uh, old movies from the 80s. A uh, couple that I had not seen before. But, uh, you know, it's it's been all fun this week. How about you? Real enjoyable. I uh, My wife went on a little
1: spur-of-the-moment trip take the boys to spend some quality mommy time since she's been really taking care of really the baby and the twins Uh mostly and kind of she felt like she was neglecting the older boys so she pulled a quick weekend down in disney Mm. and uh, enjoyed that and i got to i had to take uh, a couple days off to tend to the other three and it really wasn't all that bad people thought i you know it's over my head and all that but it's it (laughs) It really isn't all that bad.
0: Mr. Mom.
1: That's it. I could be the new Mr. Mom.
0: <laughs> well, that was a good uh, Mother's Day present for her. Let her uh, take the boys and go to Disney World.
1: That's it. She loved Disney. And now uh-huh. Ryan is old enough and tall enough to ride the rides. Uh. The majority of all the roller coasters. And the only one he whimped out on was the Aerosmith
0: roller coaster. Oh, my favorite of all time. Yeah,
1: Adam went twice. Cause by himself, cause he loved it, but I guess, uh,
0: he just, Ryan couldn't mm-hmm. brave it. Oh man. I love that thing. And I haven't, I've ridden it once and that was on our honeymoon 22 years ago. So, uh, it made an impact just being all inside and you start, it's got those electric magnets underneath you. So you go from like zero to whatever, a hundred and yeah. two yep. seconds and yep. Uh um, hearing the music. I'm a huge Aerosmith fan. So same it's here a now. Great, yep. great roller coaster.
1: I'm just now getting to appreciate the roller coasters. I've never been a fan of roller coasters, mainly because when I'm in control, when I'm driving, I know that I need to make the turn. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. When you're in a roller coaster, even though you see the hill, you don't really know when you're gonna plummet. So that's why yeah. I've always hated them, is because I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Oh, Oh, there it goes. You know. (laughs) Yeah. So it's all the twists and turns and the whole. To me, it's all surprise. So I'm. Yeah. Wasn't a fan of it, but I I liked the Aerosmith coaster. I didn't think I would. I've liked a few of them. There's one. Was it Splash Mountain that goes up and they stop you, and they literally switch tracks and then you go
0: backwards the rest of the way. Oh yeah, now there was one of those at. I think it's. I think you're right. I think it's Matterhorn. They had one of those at Hershey Park when we would go there when we were younger i think it was called the sidewander maybe yes i is probably what it was Something like that where yeah you go do the whole thing and you you kind of go back to the hill where you start from and then it cranks you up and then releases you and goes backwards to the whole thing amazing yeah i love those kind of coasters but uh they had one in uh when we were in atlanta at six flags called uh, deja vu It is basically that same thing where you 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 come back to the hill where you started from and do the whole thing backwards. It's pretty cool. Interesting. So yeah, uh, good times, man. I've been wanting to get to Dollywood. Uh a few of my friends have gone and told me we need to go there and, and try that out. So I've never, never been tried that.
1: Never so, tried it. Never. I've sort of been interested because I like Dolly Parton. I mean, I'm not a huge fan, but I've liked her music in, in the past.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I wanted to visit just to say I've been. That's about yeah. the extent of my my excitement. Yeah. Well, that
0: whole Gatlinburg area too is is fun and a lot of tourist stops, but just a, a fun area to visit. So yeah, that's that's probably the next one that's going to be on our uh, amusement park list is to go go to Dollywood and check that out. but anyway, uh, let's move on with the show uh, before we get into tonight's topic, which you already know about, we do not. Uh, we did get some feedback that I missed last week over on Twitter mainly because he just uh, sent me a direct message. It wasn't uh, on the uh, open market there. We'll say David Benda. Appreciate you, David uh, listening to the show. And he commented on a couple shows here. Wyatt. He says, uh, just listen to your superhero episode. And I loved it. You missed one live action superhero show though. I always loved the greatest American hero. Oh yeah, that's right. He says he's listened to us for years. Keep up the amazing job. We appreciate that, David. Yeah, Greatest American Hero. I remember a little bit of it in its original run. It was an early 80s show, maybe like 82 or 83. But what I remember most is mom had the 45 single of the theme. Interesting. And believe it or not, you know, I'm walking on air. I had that uh, 45. That was one that was always in my uh, rotation when I had control of the home stereo there. So that I know. Way more than actually remember specific episodes of the show or anything, but William Cat that played the main character there he was at uh was it last year he was at retrocon mm, I think it was yes, he, yes last year and uh so he's touring around in uh, to some of these comic cons if you're interested, go find uh, him online and and see if uh you can uh, get your picture with the greatest american hero yeah <laughs> we've been learning that there's a l- Pretty much a thundercat convention
1: i'll call it reunion. coming to retrocon this year you got uh larry kenny you got the voice of Chitara, you got the voice of oh Tigra. Name, Tigra mm-hmm. coming yeah so yeah,
0: three of them are going to be there it's going to be like a little mini reunion so looking forward to that in the fall david also sent a message just last week on our earnest show he says love the earnest episode I have the Ernest doll and a VHS in my collection. I uh, He sent me a picture actually. So he has the pull string Ernest doll right there by his TV. And he's got uh, scared stupid goes to camp, saves Christmas goes to jail all on VHS right there in the background. So I'm very envious. Uh, he says, the only way I'm able to watch Ernest goes to camp is on VHS. So, and that's, a, <laughs> we found that out last week. You know, we're, scrolling through the uh streaming there i went over to just watch and i could not find it on any of the streaming services so so yeah so if you don't have the uh the movie in your collection go out and find it on dvd or vhs at your local thrift store like i like to look for (laughs) (laughs) all right so that was all the um feedback we have this week like we always say we'd love to get your feedback we've got the telby voicemail set up you just click that link in the show notes you can leave us a voicemail message after you listen to the show and give us some thoughts on uh the topic of course all the social media sites as well that why will tell you about uh at the end of the show but um let's go ahead and see what our episode is this week are you ready to uh spin the wheel all right let's uh not go bankrupt all right here we go <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Now this is one that I think you just put in not too long ago. That's right. This is a topic movies that never get old movies. You could watch over and over again. Maybe you would say on loop. <laughs> I could. There's a few uh, of them. Why about you? Ooh. Yeah. So I got to think for a minute. I got to think for a minute. What are my top ones that I could just put on and leave on what you got one right on the top of your head. I'm,
1: thinking that one of my favorites is probably playing trains and automobiles and i i haven't watched it for so long but that's one of my favorites that i've i remember the 80s that it just stuck out Mm -hmm. uh and i know we've talked about it in an earlier episode but it was one of those that i could probably just watch over and over again and and it wouldn't
0: i don't Mm -hmm. think it would get dull to me how about you (laughs) all right uh i'll throw one out there space balls yeah that's Space a baseballs i i don't i didn't see it in the theater but that was one i rented all the time it was like you know if you had a deal where it was five movies for five bucks or something and you're trying to fill out that last movie now well, let's go grab Spaceballs, and maybe i'll get <laughs> to it you know again but uh yeah i've i've got that movie pretty much memorized nice <laughs> um it's so much fun of course john candy that's another one of those john candy movies that is just fun but uh bill pullman as a lone star and then you've got uh i can't remember the actress's name that plays uh princess vespa you've got uh joan rivers that plays dot the robot there dot matrix oh yes and of course mel brooks i love mel brooks movies but um The characters are just so much fun. So many spoofs in that movie on Star Wars and Star Trek. And uh, the great Rick Moranis as uh, Dark Helmet. You know, there's so many quotable lines in there. I I probably spout, you know, a Spaceballs line each week (laughs) (laughs) without even thinking about it, you know. But um, I just love that movie through and through. It's just so much fun.
1: I'm thinking of another one that's probably one of our favorites is Armed and Dangerous.
0: Another <laughs> yeah. John Candy movie. We're, we're getting into we might have to remove the John Candy uh, episode that's from the topic. <laughs> quite true. <laughs> okay, he is one ahead. of our favorite yeah. actors,
1: but that was such a I mean, it is a vulgar movie. Well, of course, Spaceballs isn't any better, but just the sheer comedy of seeing him pull out that uh 44 Magnum. It's only legal in two states, but this isn't one of them.
0: 50 caliber it was fifty, 50 cal- that's caliber right, 50 yeah caliber yeah
1: <laughs> then that bus or that truck driver sitting there going climb on in here slim and then he's anything but you know um yeah. what you hauling rock a few <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah And then the oh whole, uh, perfect
1: yeah. yeah and then the whole can't really say it because we're trying to keep this g-rated but the whole classroom setup of everybody you know getting hired on oh yeah you know? <laughs> the world is up hole full of scumbags that are scared
0: you know, <laughs> yes. it's yeah. hilarious oh yeah we watched that movie so many times i think you did you tape it off of like showtime I, or something i did for a while then of course it's come out on dvd and i i, I know i have yeah. it
1: somewhere oh it was such a good movie and then that, that corvette you love that guy getting pe- you know ticked off he's like <laughs> that's and you can only really understand oh, when what he he's r- saying f- you know what he's
0: saying they run it into the back of the yeah yeah that's good um let me think of another one here i'm trying to think specifically 80s because there's that's obviously movies over the entire era let's throw out uh back to the future
1: oh that's a great one
0: back to the future that was probably one of the earliest rentals i can remember it was probably a birthday party or I don't. Maybe it could have been just a random weekend, but back in the days when we were we, I say, um, my family were renting the VCR with the movies that we were wanting to watch, you know, and would lug that big case home, and it was one of those top-loading VCRs, you know. Yeah. And I remember specifically watching Back in the Future. That's why I love. I mean, I just uh, hooked up my little nineteen-inch the CRT TV and VCR combo in the bedroom here, much to my wife's chagrin, but there's some movies like that. I just want to watch on VHS. I want the bad tracking. I want I want it all, man. I don't, the HD and all that is so great, but it's the nostalgia behind some of these movies that just will take you back to when you first watched it. And that's why I want to watch them on VHS, you know?
1: and say now I'm a little bit different except for the Transformers movie only because I I expected those foreshadows, I call it, where it's the mm-hmm. audio and then it's the audio, the real legit voice that's supposed to be saying it. I like the HD. I think it's because I've, I, I think I've indicated on the, one of these shows, episodes that I now look behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I look for the boom mic. I look for the mistakes. I look for the dented <laughs> kit somewhere in the, you know, in the background. Uh-huh. So, I like looking for all that stuff, but I like seeing the picture quality even better. So I see the lighting and see things that I would have missed because it was blurred, because, you know, the stinking tracking was acting up something that I, you know, and it could be simple, like, like the 50 caliber pistol Mm -hmm. or something that we've seen over and over that we just couldn't quite detail see it. But now Mm -hmm. we can like, oh, man, that's Chris. Oh, geez. That's why I never saw this or that it's because it was flicking blurred on my version
0: yeah yeah but So i'm all about that back to the future just a, a very fun movie got you thinking about time travel and uh you know i just love all the characters doc and marty and biff that whole series i could not wait like let's see the original back to the future came out in 85 and then They filmed parts two and parts three together. So that was released. Part two was 89 and part three was 90, I believe. And uh, that gap between 1985 and 89 felt like an eternity because I remember just watching that movie and loving it so much. And there's more it's to be continued. And I'm, you know, eight, nine years old at the time, but I'm like, okay, well, I'm ready for the second part. Where is it? (laughs) Right, Right. And when it came to the theater and we did a back to the future podcast and it's in this channel way back on our memories when it was actually the back to the future day, the day that Marty went in time, uh, October 2016, was it? I can't. Anyway. Um, we talked about this, but when I went to see Back to the Future 2, I think it was with our mutual friend, Relief, and we went down to the Ritz Theater, and the line was out the door, down the sidewalk, and up that alley. For as the longest line I had ever seen at the Ritz, and we got dropped off, and we were waiting in line, and we get just inside the, the double doors out front, and they said it's sold out, and we're like, oh, no, now what do we do, you know, and his grandfather just lived a, a couple blocks down there a couple of houses a, of block, house, it was yeah. half a block down the road <laughs> um and i remember having to go back and i think we made a couple phone calls or uh, i had to make a phone call back to let him know can we go and see the nine o'clock show because it was always like seven and nine or nine fifteen or what just depending on how long the movie was and uh i had to do that that night and we ended up watching the second showing because we were so excited to see it and i was just Oh gosh it felt like an attorney like i said but yeah i love the back of the future movies and i typically break them out at least once a year to watch all three in a row
1: and that's what i need to do because i've been telling the boys about it mm-hmm. and they just can't fathom it you know i talk about it off and on and we have the little miniature uh almost micro machine lookalikes um mm-hmm. so they keep asking questions about it and i keep saying it's yeah. the time machine but they don't grasp it so i need to just <laughs> break it out i have the dvd set the trilogy uh-huh. uh in one of these shelves but um yeah i again that's one i could sit on repeat and just watch over and over again watching mm. uh, you know marty and doc go back and forth and when they're not supposed to interfere with anything they do so it was always fun to watch
0: yeah yeah what's another for you
1: i believe it's in the 80s i'm pretty sure it is and that's see no evil hear no evil
0: Barely, I think it's like eighty-eight, maybe. Yeah, it's in the late eighty nine yes. Yeah,
1: it was. You got Gene Wilder and um, Richard Pryor. Yeah, and they're just—I mean—they're two comic greats, and they're both known for their stand-up. And I believe they were one of the early Saturday Night Live duos, or at least characters, maybe for a short time, uh, not as long as like Bill Murray and that gang.
0: I think Richard Pryor might have been. I don't know if he was just a host or if he was actually part of the cast for a while, but there are some memorable episodes of SNL with with Richard Pryor specifically that I remember. But But it
1: was such a riot because you got these two people that just basically stumble into one another. You got (laughs) Richard Pryor playing a blind guy. and You got Gene Wilder playing the deaf guy and the monologue, the whole everything back and forth, trying to correct everything, you know, the the cop photographer in the lineup you know they're just take, taking the pictures and she keeps saying stand still and then she he turns but he can't the guy reads lips you know gene water reads lips but you know gene <laughs> yeah. water's hearing or i'm sorry richard Pryor's hearing everything so you tell him to, to look forward and he <laughs> pokes at him at gene water and forward. says look face forward yeah well as she's doing that she takes the wrong photo and so she finally just blows her top and of course it's an analogy of ship, and of course, that's exactly one of the questions. Is is she saying ship or? Right. And that's a great right. line.
0: Yeah, we watched that in high school years. I remember mm-hmm. that was I think another one might have been on the same tape as Armed and Dangerous, but I'd come over to your house and we'd put that on and just roll because I mean we you know it was definitely rated R yeah and mainly for the the language
1: primarily but
0: um just going back and forth and this was the time when we're listening to Cheech and Chong and Andrew Dice Clay so we're getting some of the kind of raunchy comedy that we're listening to and we weren't exposed at least I wasn't exposed to Richard Pryor much up to that point as you know specifically as comedy stand-up comedy to get that raunch effect but he was definitely over the top in this one. Oh yes man had us rolling you've got uh Kevin Spacey in an early role there plays the Englishman there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh, the girl, uh, Joan Severance.
1: Yes, she was uh, a
0: very uh, attractive woman, we'll say. Yep. And just the antics of, yeah, they're driving that police squad car and tra- <laughs> don't look at me, look at the road. Oh, it makes <laughs> you feel better. You know, stuff like that is just comedy gold.
1: I can't believe
0: gold? the overwhelming stench of this garbage barge. Garbage. I thought you let one go. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, oh, just rolling, 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 rolling.
1: I was like another great one.
0: Let me see. Well, I don't want to get too much into Christmas vacation. Everybody knows that that's one of my top movies of all time and i could watch that during the christmas season on endless loop i've got that memorized um another one from the 80s i'll put in here i think all three were in the 80s barely i think uh, raiders of the lost ark was 1980 temple of doom was 84 and last crusade was 89 i could just watch the indiana jones movies on endless loop same here. So I good. was late
1: to the game with Indiana Jones. I don't think I watched him till I was. It was in the 90s. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I, it was. I don't think it was either. Either was not well advertised, or was just out of the advertising for me that I never knew who he, who he was. Mm-hmm. Just
0: an oddball. Just fun adventure, and I love his whole personality, and specifically with the women in each movie, there's always that tension there, but uh, in Raiders, you know, there's a lot more tension with her, him in, uh, I think it's Carrie Allen that plays uh, the female lead in Raiders. And um, the third one with James Bond is his dad, you know, Sean Connery, the banter back and forth between them throughout the whole movie is so great. So great. And you get these just fun adventures going after historical artifacts. And, you know, I always put, like, Last Crusade is probably my favorite with Raiders of the Lost Ark right, right behind it. And I had Temple of Doom kind of farther down. Uh, but just re-watching that uh, in the last, I don't know, six months, they're all three of them are right there uh, as far as how much I love them and I can sit down and watch any of them at any time and, you know, just enjoyable, enjoyable movies. You got another one? You I, want do. To I like
1: the short circuit movie. Huh? I was always fascinated by electronics even before I went into <laughs> my electronic technology, but seeing him, you know, you got this robot, they're building all five and one gets electrocuted and it's, you know, somehow, even though it goes to like zero programming, it's, wanting to gather information but it obviously the story is it turns alive essentially and has its own independent thought and and just wherewithal versus the almost remote control robotics that the other four seem to maintain you know they're Uh told what to do there's no real like we would call in the modern day ai johnny five was the one that had the ai so it was really a, a interesting and even a funny character because you see the robot you know, watching the Three Stooges. So then he mimics it later on.
0: Oh, my input. Guy, eh? Yeah.
1: Hey, Laser Lips, your mama was a snowblower and all those gags. It was hilarious. <laughs> I let the boys watch that one uh-huh. uh, on the way home from school and I forgot there was a little bit of language. Yeah, language, yeah. but more than I thought there was. Then I started watching Short Circuit 2 with my oldest. And it was even worse with language. Really? So I, I let him watch it to see it through. But I said, you don't repeat any of this because this, <laughs> this is holy cow.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird, like how much they let go in movies geared towards kids back then, because it, there's several favorites of mine. The Goonies is one that comes mm-hmm. to mind that there's some language in there that I had not uh, remembered when we went back and watched it and. I recently got uh, a Goonies storybook to review and was reading that with my daughter. And we ended up watching the movie. And I'm like, okay, I need to mute this scene <laughs> a couple lines here, a couple there. And um, yeah, there's a little bit more that they got away with back then. Even um, Flight of the Navigator, which I absolutely love. And it's a Disney movie, it's got some language in there that I had not remembered. And it doesn't bother me that much, but it's just when you got you know six, seven, eight year olds and you're they're hearing some words maybe you don't want them repeating. Right, you gotta kind of pre-screen some of that stuff. But anyway, I still love those movies despite having to kind of pre-screen them for the little ones now. You know. Oh yeah. So yeah, short circuit. I I need to rewatch that one. It's been a a minute.
1: It's a Inside. great movie. I it's kind of the superhero kind of thing or the the coming to life freedom type movie. But it was I I loved it. Just seeing him run around, and then you know short circuit two, which came out I think a couple of years or better later. Uh-huh. That was fun to see him go through the survival. Uh, you know, he's near death type of of Mm -hmm. caliber he goes into they mimic a crazy eddie's store they i think they call him fast eddie or something crazy fred or something like that Uh but they mimic him essentially and he goes in busts into their radio shack or their their electronic store and he repairs himself and makes a mohawk (laughs) like he's gonna go all out you know Uh kind of mean about it it was to me it was just Exciting to watch both of those movies and again to to see the fun of it.
0: Yeah. How about, uh, do have
1: a, you got one, another one?
0: Uh, yeah. So I just put it on last week because, like I said, I got my TV set up in the bedroom here and I remembered I had a copy of it. And it's another one of those I remember renting as a kid. And of course, I love the TV series too. But Well, we love Transformers, the movie. I I like G.I. Joe, the movie, as well. Yeah. And G.I. Joe, the movie, to me, the first little intro there where they're all around the Statue of Liberty and they're playing the music, it's like the best three minutes of animation ever created. I mean, they really, really upped the budget on the movie. You could tell as far as what they were capable of doing with the animation versus just the the animated series but um oh the the music was so great and yeah it's a little weird to go to cobra Law and you get some of these weird characters that you just kind of weren't used to even though the gi joe characters themselves were really out there which i love i'm not uh, dissing that by any means but you get more of this these kind of weird uh globulus and nemesis enforcer and all these people from Cobra Law and all this weird stuff. And Cobra commander turns into a snake and kind of just, you know, weird stuff uh, more weird than even some of the regular episodes. But I love the movie and, you know, they had the same plan as what they did with transformers to kill off Duke. And they had to go back on that because of all the backlash they got from killing off Optimus in transformers yeah. and had to bring him back to the series but you know so you get that you can watch the movie without sound and you know it's totally that duke was going to die there but then you hear i think it was scarlet you know, oh he went into a coma you know and uh, <laughs> doesn't have quite the effect uh that was probably intended that he's in a coma and not dead but i still love gi joe the movie and, and popping that vhs copy into that tv and watching last weekend was such nostalgia and i went out and bought transformers the movie on blu-ray when it came to blu-ray not too long ago a couple years ago i think now but again it's the it's the effect of popping in that tape and watching it on that square screen (laughs) i just love it you know
1: and i I guess i would watch it and,
0: and see that too again the transformers movie.
1: Because I know it, I anticipate it. That, especially when it's the Unicron scene, mm-hmm. where well, it's Unicron and Megatron. When Megatron's basically near death, he's been cast out of Astrotrain by Starscream, and you hear Orson Welles's voice. But it's a I call I always call it a foreshadowed because you hear it faint beforehand. You hear this Megatron, and then you actually hear the what's supposed to be the legit recorded sound Megatron. You mm-hmm. know, um, I hear it on, I've been watching Tubi and I've been watching ALF again. Uh-huh. And this, this round, I'm noticing a lot of what ALF does a lot of loud or more elevated volume uh-huh. uh, things that's exactly recorded in those DVDs or whatever's streaming now. Cause you hear, ah! <laughs> but you hear the faint first and then you hear him, ah! <laughs> I'm like, geez, they couldn't even edit that out. But wow, that's cool because they left that error. I call it in. Um, any, any others you want to mention here? Well, uh, you kind of touched on that Transformers movie. I would love to see that. I, I I mean, would love. I always loved watching it as emotionally distraught as I was as a child. I'm sure because I remember <laughs> that movie. And we've said it a couple of times on on Memory Jogger here that. You know, Jason and I and I think our mutual friend Leaf went to the same Dubois movie theater to to go see see it it when it came out because our Ritz didn't have it. Ritz was, I'll call it the, the, uh, what, the month later. Typically, yeah. Every
0: once in a while, they'd get one opening week, but they were typically at least one or two weeks after the release to get it.
1: So uh, us as kids, were the angst was going to see that we wanted to see it and we know we knew the movie theater in Dubois was a little bit more pricey, but we didn't know how much, but I mean, I didn't frequent it. So my parents always grit their teeth because if I asked to go up there, I mean, that was a, a, you know, an expense in their mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, as kids, we didn't really grasp it, but anyway, so we went. And obviously when Optimus died, I still recall hearing what sound like a choir of sniffles throughout the theater (laughs) Because yeah. Optimus died, and that was your hero, so you hear yeah. this coming through everyone, <laughs> so I still recall that and how yeah. but that was but it was still an awesome movie you got i mean you got people getting wounded not not the laser fights that you know rarely got a dent or anything like that on the t v series you got a whole like all out brawl with yeah. Optimus and Megatron, and then galvatron and um
0: well all the regular characters too are just start dying off they that's start right. picking right away. them off and you're like what he's dead that's it uh Ironhide and uh all i mean just all the regular characters you were used to gone 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 that's <laughs> it like, but that oh. was the only way they could get that they even say
1: that's the only way they could start a whole new toy line was get rid of the old cast mm. but as <laughs> kids that was kind of dramatic yeah, to see they, i mean
0: they had no idea what the effect was going to be. No. Yeah.
1: But that's one, like I said, I could watch over and over again.
0: Mm-hmm. Any others? I'm yeah. surprised you haven't said
1: you're you one of your favorites yet. Uh,
0: okay. Say it for me then. Blues Brothers. It's on my it's on my list. I I clicked over to Flickchart.com. Uh, Mickey over at the Retro Network got me on Flickchart to start ranking movies. And we did a couple of podcasts on our favorites from the seventies, eighties, nineties blues brothers is definitely on there as one. I could just pop in. There's so many, we could go on for two hours here, but yeah, blues brothers is such a fun movie. Uh, again, so many quotable lines, fun scenes. I mean, just the whole car chase with all those police cars, just crashing into each other at the end of the movie. Another John Candy, albeit a small part, but uh, still fun role. And, uh, yeah, you know, Jake and Elwood in that car making that trip is just so much fun. Uh, crashing through the mall. You know, who wouldn't want to drive a car through a mall? Oh, hey, the new Buicks are in early this year, you know, and they're smashing windows and the whole – Gag with the uh, the country band, you know, and just a fun movie to watch. I'm going to leave it with two here because, again, I could go on forever. Batman is one that I could watch yep. over and over. All Same the Star here. Wars, Rambo. I mean, all those are up there for me. I'm going to say Crocodile Dundee and Crocodile Dundee, Two. Those are good. I didn't Any, think about them. But anytime yeah. those were on cable. Back in the day, and it seems like they were on some station somewhere every weekend. I would get stuck watching. I don't know what it was. I mean, I thought the guy was entertaining. And it was fun stories. It was, you know, the first one was your fish out of water story. He's in the big city, you know, for the first time. And all the antics that happen around that. The second one was really fun where you get to see him in his element. And then the bad guys kind of come you know, to get him and and he's taken Linda Kozlowski, I think is her, the actress's name down there to, uh, to hide out and you get to see him in his element. You see his buddies at the bar and uh, I don't know. I, I've just always loved Crocodile Dundee. I will admit I've never seen the third one and I don't think I care to uh, just based on uh, what people have told me over the years. the I think it's uh L.A., uh, Crocodile Dundee in L.A.? Or I think that's what it is. Yeah, like I haven't anyway, seen it either. It was like, I don't know, 10 years after the second one when that one came out. But the, the two from the 80s are so great. I just love those movies, and I could put those on anytime. And the last one would be Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is probably my number one movie of all time, just based on the sheer amount of times I've watched it how much I enjoy it could repeat it, you know, put it on play at any time I keep a digital copy of it. So anytime I feel like watching it, I can watch it. You don't, I don't need a player, you know, I can just pull up my phone and watch it if I need to, but uh, I've gone back to the theater to see it a couple of times over the years. I took Jackson to see it who uh, this is about 10 years ago. I think when it came back to the theater, just to uh, get that experience again. And then I want to say about the time the girl Ghostbusters came out, they re-released it again and we went and watched it. So I'm just such a fan of the movie and the characters. And uh, my son makes fun of me now. I was watching, I've seen the new afterlife movie twice now, and I've cried both times at the end and he makes fun of me. And it's because of all the nostalgia I have for, the movies and the characters i won't go into spoilers because i'm not sure that you have seen it yet but just i don't know i don't know what it is about ghostbusters i've got pictures of me christmas of 84 with a ghostbuster sweatshirt on i spun the 45 record mom had that single uh i remember picking up the needle on that record at a birthday party playing musical chairs i mean just things like that that i'm so intertwined with ghostbusters that uh uh it's just a movie that just never gets old to me so
1: that exactly i i love the Ghostbusters. i've loved their whole uh setup again i'm more into the gadgetry so in the car so in the
0: ecto-1 yeah Ecto one was ecto-1. just
1: a awesome i mean who would have thought <laughs> that a hearse could be cool but they made it cool you know it's just they the did. whole whole thing of you know you ray just spat off well it needs brakes shocks this that this that, that just rattles off what it needs i'm like dude just could have got a clunker minivan or you know, <laughs> back then a full-size van 18 van or something and yeah called it a good but no that became it and i i do remember that i i think that he originally wanted it a black ecto-1 but because of lighting and because we're gonna shoot a lot at night they had they to do the, uh, the reverse, they had to paint it white, so that's how the white Ecto one came to be.
0: Yeah, makes but sense. I like
1: the, the nod that they did with it because they did a, it came in black,
0: yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: but nonetheless, I, I just the whole gadget, then the proton packs, and you know, yeah, the whole don't cross the streams, well, that'd be bad, you know, that whole phrase there, and the even the traps, and the whole. Yeah. They thought this through. I mean, I get it. I get it. Just like Star Trek, uh, watching the Star Trek behind the scenes where they have to come up with stuff that to make up a techie word to make it sound good or how, yeah, you know, things work. Well, the writers really crafted how they went, you know, the, the ghost trap and how yeah. the proton pack and it uses a, like a part of a nuclear reactor to what's in that thing. I'm like, who would have thought? Yeah, You know, that's I think what that will be
0: I think a lot of that goes back to Dan Aykroyd. I, I think he probably sleeps in that suit. You know, he never not it dies. off at the house or something. I, at least I would if I was a Ghostbuster. But I um, know he was a
1: big he was one of the big writers, <laughs> him and um, uh,
0: Harold just, Ramis.
1: I mean, and I get it. That was their life. Yeah. It, it just fascinated me what they did with that. movie. Then all the lights and crap they put on the top of the car.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was hilarious. But
1: why not? You know? Right, right. Go outrageous.
0: And there was another one that had the huge gap in between movies. I mean, 84 to 89, I believe was that. It came out. Yeah. Big. Huge Ghostbusters gap. 2 came out a week before Batman. Yeah. I want to say.
1: Yeah. And then they added and, more crap on that car. You know, the the, yeah. the marquee sign. And, <laughs> and <laughs> right. I, I always, I still remember when it tried to corner, I'm like, you know, that they were trying not to roll the car because it was so heavy.
0: Yeah. I like, mean, but the there was no like to be continuing to anything. So it's not like I was really itching for another Ghostbusters right after, you know, I fell in love with the first one. But when I knew there was a Ghostbusters 2 that was coming out, you know, I had to be at the theater to see it. And it still got a couple scenes. like the first one, the library scene always scared me as a kid. Like I hated, the library scene at the beginning when the librarian becomes that, you know, ghost that kind of bugged me, not so much gozer and all the stuff at the end with the terror dogs and everything. But the second movie with the, uh, when Yanosh turns into uh, the, the, uh, the, the witch with the, <laughs> the baby carriage and shows up and takes the baby away. And he's got those red eyes that flare out. That always freaked me out. And then, vigo himself at the end with that painting and his head's coming out of the painting that kind of stuff oh that always freaks me out even still kind of freaks me out to this day right right so having that and me not being a huge horror movie fan that's enough for me you know i i don't want to watch the gore and all that stuff i'd rather be scared kind of in that way versus you know getting all bloodied and people running for their lives and stuff but That's the the horror comedy genre, even like the burbs. I love the burbs. I think that was 1989 with Tom Hanks. That horror comedy genre is one that I just love. And both Ghostbusters from the 80s, really. And my wife, who's not a huge movie fan by any means, she will throw Ghostbusters two lines at me every once in a while. You know, Why, why have you came? You know, <laughs> that uh, just the stuff from Jan and Some of the other ones, I, I can, can't think of them right now on the top of my head, but I'm like, how do you know? Said, we watch Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. <laughs> she hadn't watched Goonies until I showed it to her. So some movies she's like uh, under a rock and other ones, she's spitting out lines that they're impressing me, you know, and that was one of them. So that just tells you how big. You know the Ghostbusters movies were to that era, and I just I love them to death.
1: Nice, yeah. Like I guess that you routed off a few. I will route off a couple. Okay, that I would watch over and over again, and that's Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh yes, it was a good movie. I, I you know, it was funny. I like the adult child kind of <laughs> mindset, you know, where you can just be you and who cares, you know? Right, right. But it was fun, you know, the you the whole. The bike and and the whole gadgetry again in the kitchen there that little bit, his little, <laughs> I love it. I I I I like the character of Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'd say Who Framed Roger Rabbit was also a good one. That was late later eighties, but that was a fun cartoon. That for me that was the first interaction between a cartoon and a, and real life. Right. So there was that nostalgia or more intrigue of how are they doing this? How are they (laughs) mixing this? And of course I've watched the real, you know, even shortly after the movie came out, I don't know if it was the VHS or we, it came across on like on one of the movie channels, Mm -hmm. but it had the behind the scenes where uh, I can't remember the the main character, but he was moving the handcuffs, Eddie was moving the handcuffs Mm -hmm. with his wrist. And that's how he got it to move when it, to, and that's the reality when you have roger you know in the handcuffs moving around moving around but that was really eddie yeah just moving it just ever so slightly um little things like that where they have a fill-in or something to make it they, they were going to cartoon or draw over to sort of hide everything and how complex it was and how many copyrights and licenses they had to get to be able to inherit or, or mix in all these cartoon characters and they still missed a lot of them Right. because they, they brought back one of the original Mickey's I think uh, the original Bugs Bunny there's a few other ones I didn't see Woody Woodpecker in there um, but there was again there was a, just a plethora of old cartoons but there were still some that were missed because of copyright or licensing that Right. they couldn't mesh up
0: it's one that I haven't gone back and watched a lot of I really need to reconnect with that one because it it i mean it's a masterpiece man just to think about the technology that they had at the time and to pull something like that off is amazing
1: oh yeah so yeah that i guess that rounds it up for me uh is there anything
0: else oh like i said uh, there's there's more but uh maybe we'll keep it in the list and we'll do round two at some point i don't know we'll see (laughs) but we could go on forever with these uh movies that never get old at least I that's could. right
1: well that wraps it up for this edition of memory jogger and we want to thank you all for coming along with us and hopefully yeah. we're jogging your memories so uh, this has been a great time looking at our favorite movies that we could watch over and over again what are yours well shoot us a line shoot us a line on uh Rediscover the 80s.com or one of the social media outlets You can reach Jason typically at RD80s on Twitter or myself at InfamousWB on Twitter as well. Again, on behalf of Jason, I'm Wyatt. And thank you once again for joining us for another episode of Memory Jogger.